Welcome. Welcome to the While My Batteries Charge podcast. Join us as we talk about all things radio controlled. And now, your host. Folks, this man, he is the king. Mr. CCXRC himself. Tony CC. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the podcast, you guys. RC time. That's what time it is. Yes, you know it. Wow. Lot going on. Lot going on here. Um, getting busy. Just actually finishing installing a new FureTech Python um, AX version or a, the version that has their avatar receiver in it. So it's pretty awesome. You get all of the power of the um, the Python Pro, but you get it with the avatar re- receiver built into it. It's super cool. It is bigger, I will say, than any of their other receiver or their ESCs that they have. It's actually almost the size and may be the same size as the one for the UTB. It's, it's a big case, I'll say that. Just slightly bigger uh, than the overall footprint of the Python Pro, except the Python Pro has like little ledges. It's like a little step up. This one is the same height all the way across. So if you have really tight builds, this one might not be for you. If you're doing 18 scale stuff, there should be plenty of room for it in there. If you've got like a Fury Wagon or you want to use it in like a Hobby Plus or a TRX4M or any of those, the the FMS models, it should be pretty easy to kind of squeeze in there for that and give you lots of capability in one package, not multiple pieces. In really tight builds, sometimes having multiple pieces helps because you can move them apart and fit them into little places where you have space. Um, this one does not. So I installed it in my hard park V-dub chassis, and it was a fight to get it in there, and I had to rearrange everything. And now it's actually sitting on what would have been the battery tray, like exposed, sticking out so you see it. Uh, so it's just kind of what I had to do for it. I had in there a system before, and it was kind of jerry-rigged in there. Like it was sitting on top, the the Python Pro was sitting on top of the, wedged on top of the transmission up against the roof of the car. And then in the back of it was um, the the receiver, and it was kind of just taped in there. But it allowed me to, you know, get everything in there and tucked in. So... Yeah, it's just, I guess, different in that it's it's bigger. Um, I still, honestly, I love the form factor of the old Lizard Pros without casing on them. Super small. Just stick them anywhere. They're lightweight. They'll stick to anything. They're not going to come off easily. Uh, they just worked. Uh, they weren't waterproof. Mm, who cares? Um, I'm not really running mine through water, submerging it, any of that kind of stuff, especially my comp trucks. So, um, in my mind, I see those as the pro versions because of the use that you'd use them for. Lightweight, keeping it low profile, everything, low body. Yeah, the, the lower and the more slam, the more comp people want to go, the less that these bigger, newer, better ESCs fit well in the build. So, And I'm a huge FuraTech fan. Like I, I love all of their stuff. I love their Avatar Radio. I like the Fury Wagon. I like their ESCs. I like their motors. I, all of the above. I, I run their stuff. I choose to run their stuff. I like it. 
Um, that said, <laughs> the bigger stuff is getting harder to work with in the, as we're trying to make our trucks smaller and tighter and, or maybe you're somebody that does all the really scale stuff like Jason's RC and um, other people that really like to, to do, you know, if you had a cab only body, you'd be in trouble. This would not fit. So that's just something to think about. And I hope that they don't do away with the lizard pro form factor in the sleeve because I think there's still a market for it. Now I, I would love for it to have a little bigger BEC and still do the same kind of thing, but we'll see if that is something they do or not. But for me, that's pro. Like I don't need all the extra stuff. Wrap it in shrink wrap. They can, you know, keep it tight, keep the form factor small. And that's, that's what I see as, as the pro version. Um, the rest of this is making it more sellable to uh, the horizon hobby market, the a main market, whatever, you know, uh, more mainstream, I guess. But for those of us that have been doing this for a while and don't mind and actually prefer um, not having the casing, I, I hope that they keep those old ones around. So I will make sure that they know how I feel about it. Um, because, yeah, I was really f- struggling, a little frustrated trying to fit this thing in. Uh, and they sent it to me. So all disclosure, they sent it to me to review. They know I love the Avatar radio. I love the Avatar four-wheel steer radio. Um, and I, and I'm not just saying that if you go to reaction or anybody that you see in the reaction videos or whatever, when we're doing the comps and you ask them in the groups, does Tony really use that thing? Or is he just blowing smoke up ours? I really do. (laughs) I really do. And I talk about how much I like it when I'm there and how comfortable it is and, and all of those things. Um, it's, it is my favorite feeling radio that I have. Tent scale size or not, you know, I like it. It's more comfortable than any of my other radios, any of them. Just so comfortable to use. Uh, so, but yeah, trying to get it all to work in this was a little bit problematic. Not the end of the world. Got it. Got a video coming on it. And in that video, I do mention it was, you know, this may not be for everybody depending on your builds. Um, it also means that you don't have a receiver. You can just pull out really quick and stick in a different truck if you need to just, you know, have one that you you drop in because your other radio died or whatever. Um, so there are, there are benefits and there are negatives. There's positives and negatives to it. I think that the real the real negative is that the goal is to make it so that it fits smaller because you have less things, but in reality, it's so much bigger. And then you have to have these dongles, and those dongles have where you, have, you plug in your um, your wires, uh, which is a big, you know, black connector. That then you have to try to figure out what to do with the extra wiring. And now this other big floating plastic piece that's in there, where you've got moving parts and drive shafts and potentially spur gears that are exposed and and whatnot, you know, so. Um, so for something that, that the biggest benefit of combining is to reduce space, which a lot of times happens in the bigger one tenth scale world. When they do those larger ESC receiver combos, they bring down the form factor. This, this actually, I think, you know, makes it bigger because when I had the little lizard pro and I had their tiny caseless receiver module, I could just you know, stick it right on top of that. And it was still a smaller form factor 
Um, so, yeah, interesting. Uh, but it is waterproof. That's nice. Uh, it does have the bigger BEC. That's nice. Positive, positive. Casing's really nice on it. If you do want to be able to have a flat casing that you can stack stuff on or whatever, that's nice. Again, I think it's a great combo for a bigger build. Or say, yeah, yeah, that that's where I would say it. So, um, but yes, also the hard park V dub, awesome, love it. RC Steve seven ten links, very nicely done. Three flow nine steering links, awesome with the little like bearings on the front. So when you hit stuff, it allows your steering link to kind of roll instead of stick into it. You know, dig into it, it kind of rolls off of and up rocks. Fantastic. Loving that build. The trio wheels, we, in, you know, inverted them so that they were there like a uh, deep dish wheel. And we flipped it. The uh, the hexes on those actually screw in. So we unscrew it, flip it around to the other side and screw them back in. And so then you have a really, um, the offset is just so narrow then because of, uh, it makes it your your wheels narrower, closer together. I don't know how the right way to say it, whether it's negative offset or whatever you want to say. It's, um, yeah. So very cool with those trio wheels. I do have the hard park wheels. I need to assemble that are going to go onto that rig as well, and um, they are supposed to be even narrower. So <laughs> it's going to be insane, but uh. Yeah, I really like the hard park stuff. Super quality. Hopefully one day I'll get my hands on one of the ready-to-runs when they get them into production and going. And, yeah, it'd be really cool to, to see how something completely done from them and built by them works because they make such quality, cool crawler stuff. I missed out on the first run of them. They sold out so fast. <laughs> it was crazy. Uh so that's done. Um, Blake Shipman from RC Rolla challenged me to uh, a backflip challenge on Instagram, which is pretty cool. If you had, if you don't follow him, go give him a follow. He's on all the socials. RC Rolla, you'll know it because the the logo looks like the RC Cola logo. Um, and he challenged me to backflip one with the LMT minis, and. I basically, I timed out on it because I realized we were doing it as a reel and the reels only go a minute and a half. And at a minute and a half, I was at about 40 flips. And so I just went on to even number 50 because I'm like, eh, I can speed it up a little. I don't want to like go super high speed, um, but I can give it a little bump in speed to get me down to that minute and a half mark. So that's what I did. Um, ended it clean at 50. Still hadn't crashed out, so... Um, and I'd done it twice. The one before it, I was like, I don't know if that was like going to count because I, I kept driving. I hit and I flipped, but it bounced and it flipped over again and landed on its wheel. So it was like a double backflip almost. But I'm like, I don't know if they, they count that as crashing out or what. So I just did it again. And the next one was just a straight 50 again. So um, I had put in a few test runs just to see what, kind of throttle you needed for that red ramp because i hadn't hit one in a long time and so but it was pretty quick to just get going and once you get a rhythm of it it just wants to keep going so you should check it out he i think he did nine or ten of them uh with his and then it it, it does have a tendency if you don't land it just right it'll bounce and, and end up on its lid 
Um, so there is a, you know, a perfect amount for it to land where it's not carrying some of that momentum still. It more just straight drops and then it's less likely if you can get the stop in the air in the right time. So it just became a rhythmic thing. Once you get it going, you can kind of get a feel for it and just knock them off. It felt like, you know, I could have gone forever almost until I got tired and then uh, got sloppy. But really fun. Very cool of him to do that challenge. You know, just call me out. So I called out Pablo. Uh, RC Amigos, we'll see. He said his son's going to do it. So we'll see how, how they do. I'm excited to see. Um, next, what we should probably do with it is how many can you get in a minute? Like, because there were, if you if you get off and you slow down to reset yourself on it, I could see where some people could get more in a minute than somebody else. So that would be interesting to see. Different type of challenge. But because I knew I had, I could get it just doing a bunch in a row. Boom, 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 boom. But every once in a while I'd start walking and then you, you couldn't hit it again because if you went for it, you'd have to turn your wheels at the approach and you probably would kind of spin a little in the air and then you'd end up landing sideways, which kind of I did and had to reset and drive up to it and kind of re-straighten myself with it. But, um, yeah, it might be interesting to try that and see what happens, but. Uh, I picked out a motor for my Vanquish VRD kit that I bought. Uh, so I have that now. So as I build, I can stick that in. Harley mentioned I might want to drop down to a 13-tooth pinion on it. So we'll look into that. I should have a, a bunch of pinions here. Um, so I should have one I can drop on there. But, um, yeah, I want to have that low speed and high speed on it. And that those fusion, hobby wing fusions are insane. So... I went with that route because that is a form factor thing. Like it's a little bigger, but you're saving so much by not having all the other stuff. It's pretty cool with the ESC built right into the motor like that is wild. Um, Dave over at um, Crawler Space RC in Grand Rapids was closing down his bigger crawler area. Um, he's doing a lot with the mini Z's right now. Um, and so... I, I got some rocks and some different stuff from him uh, two weeks ago or something. That's when I bought the VRD. He had one in stock, so I bought it from him. But I got some more rocks that I can put on my track in the back. Um, I was running the uh, the indoor crawler course here up in the studio uh, today, testing out the uh, four-steer truck. And um, I need to find some like reddish rock that I can use on this course to supplement it and kind of change it up a bit. Um, so I'm going to be looking for something like that, that I can kind of stack in places and fill some gaps and, and just kind of change it up, uh, for that. But yeah, it's, uh, it's been busy here, been busy. Um, I was out of town again this past weekend. I actually got down and got to go to hobby town, um, at the tower and RC fun park at the tower there. Um, it's Hobbytown Granger or Michiana there in Indiana, just across the border, about a two hour drive from me and, uh, pilot Ryan media, pilot Ryan, um, who has a YouTube channel, a really good one, um, that you should all be subscribed to who does a bunch of stuff from planes. Planes is his bread and butter. I would say 
but he does everything, um, and I like that. He'll do cars, bashers, crawlers. Uh, he's been doing racing because they got that. They've got those race tracks there. They've got an oval track, um, buggy track, outdoor, indoor buggy track, and yeah, just they've got a whole fun park there of things to do RC related, and um, then they've got the hobby shop, the the hobby town there. So lots to do, and uh, anyway, just got to catch up with him. It had been two years really since. I had been down there last time. That was when the fire teams first came out, and he had one, and I had one, and they weren't released yet, but we knew each other had one, and so we met up and had some fun with them, and uh, boy, were they fun. I still love that car. Um, in fact, I've got paddles on mine. I should go out and rip it. The snow is getting more packed, and it's kind of it's raining out right now, so it's really, you know, reducing but it's also packing and really thick and heavy now um so it should it's got paddles on it should rip in it i'll see if it's raining too much i might not i also i am charging up batteries right now for my kyosho um i've got one of their trail runners it's not the one with the the blizzard it doesn't have the front plow on it but it's got the tracks on it so i want to go out and run that in the snow a little bit and have some fun um so that's coming uh, up maybe this afternoon I might do that because I do have a battery charging and I have an adapter that takes my 2s um, spectrum battery down to uh, a Dean's to run in it so and I do sell those on my website I have connectors for the spectrum batteries down to Dean's and then down to uh, XT60 I believe on the site because those are what I always have to convert to so I figured I always lose them. I wanted to have a whole bunch of them, so I bought a whole whole bunch of them, and so I sell them on the website as well uh, for anybody that runs Spectrum batteries but gets new vehicles that they don't feel like soldering new ends on. So, um, what else? What else is happening? So VRD's got to get built. I may do a live stream build of that. I'm not sure yet. It helps me to keep motivated to build um to do that uh and if i don't get to it i actually my buddy um travis who you see in in the 24 scale crawling stuff in his cars all the time um and who helped me build the outdoor crawler course here had offered to help me build it he actually helped me build my unimog i still have to do the paint on it and all that to finish it out but he built it for me my kit my umg kit and I need to get, I need to find some, I need to pay somebody to paint that for me. Something cool. Because I, I, it's too cool to mess up the paint job on it. And I know I want it to be done well. So I got to think about that. Like what I want it to look like. And then get that done. Because that's, I think if I had that built, that would be my trail truck to always use. <laughs> I just love how they look. Um, especially the one that scale metal supplies had done work on. Holy cow, that thing was fantastic. Even the greens and stuff that I love. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I need to find somebody that will paint me something cool with it in green. Green and black and white. Ah, something to think about, something to think about. And i got to figure out what motor and electronics and all that to go in it. But I've also got to build out this VRD. So that's kind of weighing on me. That's something I got to get done. So many projects, not enough time, especially now that I'm working so much. 
Um, but I'm loving it, man. I haven't played guitar this much in so long and I can see like so much of it coming back now. The just one, the calluses are back for sure. Um, but just, you know, the scales and all that are starting to come back pretty, pretty, um, pretty well. And then the picking, getting in into individual spots and, and where you want to hit, like, intentional not just kind of like oh i that's i got those in the cord and it works because it's in the cord but it's more intentional about making sure that you're hitting the string that you want to be hitting in those moments and so i i'm just getting to know my guitar really well again so that's been pretty cool um because a lot of that had kind of drifted i hadn't played uh much in 15 years or so just very <laughs> unregularly like almost two years since moving here i didn't pull my guitar out of the case once i'd play ukulele i'd play bass but i didn't touch my guitar from when we moved from virginia until this past august so but yeah straight up two years pretty much just i didn't even know where it was it was still in the case like so many things after the move we had so much stuff i had so much stuff we left so much behind and sold so much but my RC boxes and all that kind of stuff and the CDs that I've just refused to get rid of, just boxes and box. There's just in these little alcoves, there's so many boxes still that I don't even know what's in them uh, anymore. And I need to start opening them and looking. But it's uh, moving's tough. And you realize the things that you use and don't use very often afterward when you're like, where is that thing? Like, I. It used to be out, so I'd see it, but now I have no idea where it is because I haven't needed it. I haven't done anything with it, and it's just, yeah, it's not even something I need. I should just find it and then sell it because I don't need it anymore. But, yeah, it's it's just funny how life is that way, and so it's been good. I've been working a lot, been loving it. Um, I'm getting back up into the studio here more often. Now that the snow melted, I've been up here the last two days, good it's cold up here right now in fact my feet are freezing because i took off my boots so i wouldn't get water all over the floor and everything and i'm walking around in socks and my toes are freezing right now from sitting on the floor with the uh the garage below me being open and not heated as well so i'm struggling out here for you guys in order to to do this but um yeah so new content coming uh, I'm still trying to figure out how to film some of these 24 scale comps and make them into cool, interesting videos because that's my favorite thing to do right now are the 24 scale comps. Love going to them. Love hanging out. Love whatever. You know, just running the trucks. I love working with the trucks. I love the scale. I love everything about it. But I haven't found a good way to make videos that are different from week to week or are detailed enough that it doesn't matter if they're done the same way because each week is like something new but it so many of them were just becoming like highlight reels of runs that that doesn't really um that's very like every video is then the same just short snippets of trucks i'd like to be able to do oh maybe one or two runs in their entirety following a truck and just talking through it maybe um and then talk with them about their truck after. That's, I guess, what i got to figure out is what what is the best way to do it and not to be just filming the whole time so I can't hang out. Like, what can I do that I can just do in one 
15 to 20 minute thing, be done filming, put it away for the night, but have different content. So I could do that where I could follow a person or a truck for a night, talk to them about the build, what they're liking about it, feeling about it. That's actually kind of what I think I'll do. So you can still let me know in the comments what you think would be good to do, but uh, I think that's what I want to do. That would work. That would work. So, and then I could kind of give a little rundown of the truck at the end as well. Excuse me. <laughs> that had been coming for a minute there. Um, we'll see. But that would make for good content, I think. And that's what I want to deliver is good content. So I got to take that call, guys. So it's a good reason to wrap up. And uh, we will see you next time. <laughs>